Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, Have a Little Talk with the Lord. When you have trouble, when you have care, when you have burdens too heavy to bear, when there are shadows and clouds everywhere, have a little talk with the Lord. From the sundials to the first mechanical clocks developed in the 1200s, to wristwatches, to grandfather's clock, to alarm clocks, to cell phones, clocks are instruments that state time. Clocks very simply express to us the time of day or night. So all clocks were invented and developed for one purpose, to tell time, until about 13 years ago. 
on September 19, 2008 at Corpus Christi College in Cambridge, England, a clock was unveiled whose central purpose is not to communicate time, but rather to remind people of their own mortality. It was conceived and funded by John C. Taylor, and the cost for the building of the clock was $1.8 million. Here is a description of the clock. The clock face is four feet in diameter, made up of 24 karat gold-plated stainless steel disc. At the top of the clock face is a large grasshopper. Its jaws begin to open around 30 seconds and then snap close at 59 seconds. Even the grasshopper's eyes change from green to occasionally flashing yellow. The purpose of the grasshopper is to be the time eater. On the clock, there are no second hands, no minute hands or hour hands. There are no numbers on the clock. There are three rings. The outer ring is the seconds, the middle ring is the minutes, and the inner ring is the hours. The pendulum slows down or speeds up and does not keep accurate time. It does correct itself to the accurate time about every five minutes. The hour is not told by a bell or a cuckoo, but the clinging of a chain that falls from the coffin, which then loudly bangs closed. Do we really need a clock to remind us of our own mortality? As we drive around Altoona in Blair County, we see many cemeteries where countless thousands of individuals have died and have been buried. We read the obituaries in the local newspaper. Frequently on the news, we hear about the deaths of important people, celebrity, or deaths caused by natural disasters, or the over 3 million deaths worldwide due to COVID-19. We read about the deaths of individuals of all ages, the very young, the young, the elderly. Death knows no age barriers, no racial barriers, no economic barriers. James chapter 4, verse 14, "...whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow." For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanished away. Romans chapter 5 verse 12, Wherefore is by one man sin entered the world and death by sin, so death is passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. The greatest question is not whether we're going to die, because all will die. The greatest question is where will your death lead you? The only true hope is the gospel, Lord Jesus Christ, who shed his blood for the forgiveness of your sins, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Have you trusted the Lord Jesus Christ, your personal Savior? If not, you need to trust him right now before it is eternally too late in your life. Listen now as Larry Grable sings for us this beautiful song entitled, Through Prayer. broken prayer can 
save a soul that's bound. Prayer can change a life forever. Through prayer, forgiveness can be found. Prayer can bring a heart to Jesus. Prayer can turn a life around. Prayer can lead this country to the cross. It's through prayer that God's grace abounds. You may have the cares of life on your shoulder and not have one to share with your load but remember there is Jesus and he longs to hear you call trust in him to him we can go the Bible says in Philippians 4 6 and 7 careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto god and the peace of god which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through christ jesus the apostle paul tells us in the book of romans that through prayer we can be saved that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the lord jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that god hath raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved Ephesians 1, 15-17 says, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks to you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Colossians 4, 2, and 3 says, Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving, with all praying for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ. It's through prayer that we touch the very heart of God and through prayer that God's grace abounds.
you are listening to Join the Morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. We invite you to listen to or watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altunabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at area code 814-942-2131. Listen now as Debbie Sackmeyer plays for us the flute this wonderful song, As the Deer. In our first story, we shared about the clock dedicated at the Corpus Christi College in Cambridge, England. The clock was made not to tell time, but remind people of their own mortality. One of the individuals there to help in the unveiling and dedication of this clock was Stephen Hawking. He is a noted physicist and cosmologist, and what is interesting about Stephen Hawking being at the dedication of this clock? Let me share with you some of his beliefs and quotes. There is no God. No one can't prove God does not exist, but science makes God unnecessary. Humans should seek to live the most valuable life they can while on earth. 
I regard the brain as a computer which will stop working when its components fail. There is no heaven or afterlife for broken down computers. That is a fairy tale for people afraid of the dark. So on one hand, Mr. Hawkins understands mortality exists, that death is there, that our bodies are wearing out and dying. But on the other hand, there is no God and there is therefore no afterlife. Because of his belief of no afterlife, his emphasis upon this life and living this life is the most valuable that you can. To Mr. Hawking and others who believe there is no God or no afterlife, there is death. How can you explain the universality of sin and death except through the word of God and the sin of Adam, Romans 5.12? There is afterlife, and it's not a fairy tale, nor is it for those who are afraid of the dark. In the afterlife, there are only two places an individual can go, either heaven or hell, either absent from the body and present with the Lord for all eternity, or absent from the body and absent from the Lord for all eternity. Where are you going to spend all eternity? If you've never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ, your Savior, whether you're a religious person, an atheist, or believe like Mr. Hawking that there is no afterlife, the only answer is the gospel of God's grace, his death, burial, and resurrection. The only answer is the Lord Jesus Christ. The only answer is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Stephen Hawking's died on March 14, 2018. He who despised God and the existence of heaven. Upon his death, he was ushered into the eternal hell, into the eternal separation from God at that moment of his death. List the words of this song as John Harris sings, I Surrender.
Time now for our Bible study portion of our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 4, verse 12. And when Jesus heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt at Capernaum, which is upon the sea coast and the borders of Zebulun and Naphtali. Verse 13. Then verses 16 and 17. The people which sat in darkness saw a great light, and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. And from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Galilee, the Sea of Galilee, was to the north. The first miracle, Lord Jesus Christ, was turning water to wine, John chapter 2, which occurred in Cana of Galilee. The second miracle, Lord Jesus Christ, was the healing of the nobleman's son, which also occurred in Cana of Galilee. If you were to mark geographically where the miracles of Christ took place, where would you expect to find them? Jerusalem, by the Jewish temple, or in the temple mount, or by the Mount of Olives? Geographically, the Lord Jesus Christ performed many to most of his miracles, not in and around Jerusalem, but Galilee. The light of Matthew 4.16 is a reference to the Lord Jesus Christ. The central goal of prophecy of the Old Testament was the establishment of the coming kingdom. Daniel chapter 2, verse 44. When the Lord Jesus Christ knows of John the Baptist's imprisonment, he began to preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The word at hand means within your grasp. During the earthly ministry of Christ, the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven was at hand. The teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ proved that this message and that it was to be a literal kingdom here on earth. For some, the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is not a literal kingdom on earth, but more of a spiritual one within the heart of man. Those who believe that would say the Lord Jesus Christ, if he was preaching the kingdom of heaven was at hand and within your grasp, why after 1900 years hasn't it come? And they may refer to Luke chapter 17 verse 20 and 21. And when he was demanded the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Some even use this verse of scripture to prove it was never meant to be a literal kingdom. In the future, we will study these verses and see what God intended these verses to mean, how they should be understood and interpreted. 
So they conclude that it was not meant to be a literal kingdom, but a spiritual kingdom. And that question can be absolutely answered by the word of God, and it rightly divided. The kingdom has not come because it has been set aside, but it will come and fulfill Bible prophecy. The kingdom of heaven was offered to the nation of Israel through the apostle Peter. The nation rejected that kingdom offer. It could never have been offered during the earthly ministry of Christ because Christ first had to die. We need to understand that. But biblically, the kingdom was offered by the Apostle Peter when he gave his second Pentecostal address, as recorded in Acts 3, and he performed his first dispensational miracle, the healing of the lame man. In Acts 3, you have the healing of the lame man, and it was symbolic of restoration. The lame man symbolized the nation of Israel. Part of Peter's message, I encourage you to read it from Acts 3, about verse 11 and to the end of the chapter. But verse 19 says, Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Verse 20, And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. And what was the answer of the nation of Israel to the offer of the kingdom through Peter? The, their answer was absolutely not. Think of the parable of the nobleman, and we will study this in the future in Luke 19, verse 11 to 27. We will not have this man to reign over us. Read then in the early chapters of Acts, following Acts 3 and Acts 4, while Peter and John were in the act of teaching and the Pharisees came upon them in the temple, verse 2, they were grieved. They were grieved that they taught Jesus the resurrection. Then in verses 3 and 4, Peter and John were in prison. There were threats made to Peter and John. In Acts chapter 5, verses 17 to 28, you had the imprisonment of all the 12 apostles and their supernatural then divine deliverance. Look at Peter's response in verse 29. Then in verses 34 to 39, you had the cautioning of Gamaliel before the Jewish council. And they all agreed to his words. But they still proceeded to beat and threaten the apostles. In Acts 7, you had the stoning of Stephen. And then in Acts 8, you had the persecution against the Jewish church. Now in the present dispensation of grace, the kingdom of heaven has been postponed. It has been set aside. Remember, God has blinded and set aside the nation of Israel. While Peter's first dispensational miracle was restoration, the apostle Paul's first dispensational miracle in Acts 13 was the blinding of Bar-Jesus. Romans 11.25, For I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise your own conceit, that blindness in part has happened to Israel to the fullness of the Gentiles come in. And then the kingdom will be established. The Lord Jesus Christ will rule and reign over the earth during the millennial kingdom reign. God is not finished with Israel or God's promises that he made to the nation of Israel. The church, the body of Christ, does not replace the nation of Israel. Replacement theology is absolutely incorrect. Any doctrinal beliefs which believe and teach the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is a spiritual one within the hearts of man is absolutely incorrect. They are teaching a false doctrine which could be explained away by the word of God and the word of God rightly divided. So as Christian friends, we continue looking at the life of Christ. It is so important that we understand what he was teaching and what his message was. And today, the message of God's grace and of God's love involves that you can believe and trust the Lord Jesus Christ your personal Savior. Where will your death lead you? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ right now before it is eternally too late in your life.
You have been listening to Join the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Still I see, for just Jesus is my king.